I recently read How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. Worry is a complete waste of time. No problem has ever been solved by worrying about it. Problems are solved with rational thought and decisive action, not worry. Irma Bonbeck once said, Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but never gets you anywhere. Nearly a century ago, author Dale Carnegie taught public speaking courses in New York City and saw how much his students struggled with unproductive worry. After learning a series of anti-worry techniques from people like Henry Ford and World War II Navy Admiral Ernest King, he used his public speaking courses as a laboratory to test the techniques. For five years, students from Carnegie's class tested his anti-worry techniques and reported their effectiveness back to the class. Carnegie says, I presume I've listened to more talks on how I conquered worry than any other individual who has walked this earth. There are many remedies to stop worrying and start living more productively, but there are three worry remedies that Carnegie found to be particularly effective. The first worry remedy will eliminate 90% of your worry. The second worry remedy will eliminate the remaining 10%. And the third worry remedy will prevent worry from creeping back into your life. Worry remedy number one, analyze your worry. In 1942, American Galen Litchfield was managing an Asian insurance company in Shanghai when a Japanese admiral walked into his office and demanded at gunpoint that he liquidate the company's assets and deliver them to the Japanese empire, who had recently invaded China. Litchfield did what he was told. Well, sort of. He liquidated all of the company's assets, except for a $750,000 block of securities that belonged to his company's Hong Kong branch. Days later, the Japanese admiral discovered what Litchfield had done. When Litchfield got word of this, he was paralyzed with fear. He defied the Japanese army and assumed he'd be thrown into the bridge house, a torture chamber of the Japanese Gestapo that very few lived to talk about. But then Litchfield collected himself and did what he'd always done when worried. He went to his typewriter and wrote out two questions. What am I worried about? And what can I do about it? He typed out the answer to the first question. I am afraid I will be thrown into the bridge house tomorrow morning. Then he spent the next few hours thinking and writing down different courses of action he could take. Option one, I could explain the situation to the Admiral. But since the Admiral didn't speak English, he'd probably get frustrated talking to a translator and throw me in the bridge house anyways. Option two, I could run away, but there's a good chance they'd track me down and lock me in the bridge house. Option three, I could stay home for a while and hope the Admiral would forget what happened, but odds are he'd get suspicious about my absence and track me down. And option four, I could go into the office tomorrow morning and act like nothing has happened and hope the Admiral has bigger things to worry about. After writing down his worry and various courses of action, he could look at the page and objectively analyze his options and more easily decide what to do next. In the book, Litchfield says, Experience has proved to me that 50% of my worries vanish once I arrive at a clear, definite decision. And another 40% usually vanishes once I start to carry out that decision. Realizing that his fourth option had the highest probability of a positive outcome, he committed to that option and crossed out all other courses of action. The next morning, Litchfield entered the office and acted as though nothing had happened. The Admiral glared at him like he'd always had, but said nothing. Six weeks later, the Admiral went back to Tokyo, and Litchfield never saw him again. The next time you're worried about something, grab a pen and paper and write down two questions. What am I worried about, and what can I do about it? 
After describing your worry in precise detail, write at least three courses of action you can take. Then decide which course of action has the highest probability of a positive result. If the decision is too difficult, proceed with any good option for five minutes and stop worrying. If after five minutes, the decision still feels right, continue. If not, act on your next best option. The more action you take, the more your worry will fade away. Now to eliminate the remaining 10% of your worry, emulate Willis Carrier. Willis Carrier invented the first electric air conditioning unit and spent over 20 years building the Carrier Corporation. But early in his career, he worked as an engineer installing equipment at gas plants. When one project started to go horribly wrong, Carrier was consumed with worry. He feared losing his job and damaging his reputation. So how did he overcome this worry? He imagined the day after the project had failed and his reputation had been damaged and he was unemployed. But Carrier was still alive and he knew if he worked hard, he could find a new job and get back on his feet. By learning to live with the worst case scenario, his worry dissipated. Free from the burden of worry, he could think clearly again, which allowed him to see that adding additional equipment to the project might achieve the result the client wanted. After implementing his new solution, the project worked, and his company went from potentially losing $20,000 to making $15,000, which was a small fortune in 1899. Willis Carrier says that one of the worst features about worrying is that it destroys our ability to concentrate. When we worry, our mind jumps here and there and everywhere and we lose all power of decision. However, when we force ourselves to face the worst and accept it mentally, we then eliminate all those vague imaginings and put ourselves in a position in which we are able to concentrate on our problem. In the book, Carnegie says, accepting the worst yanks us out of the great gray clouds in which we fumble around when we are blind by worry and it plants our feet good and solid on the earth. A simple way to experience the power of accepting the worst is to create a list of tasks you need to do today. After making a list of urgent and important tasks, step back and accept that at the end of the day, nothing on that list got done. Then after you've accepted that bitter reality, ask yourself, how can I improve upon this horrible day? Now any task you complete will feel like a bonus. Suddenly a list you were worried about becomes a list of opportunities. When you take time to analyze your worry and then accept the worst and improve upon it, there's a good chance you'll eliminate your worry. But to prevent worry from creeping back into your life, live in daytight compartments. In the early 1900s, large ocean vessels were designed so that if one part flooded, it could be sealed off by watertight iron doors, which would prevent the ship from sinking. This analogy can apply to your life. You can act like the captain of a huge ship who has the ability to press a button and shut the iron doors on today's compartment, preventing the fears of yesterday and the worries of tomorrow from flooding into your mind. To activate your iron doors, do two things. First, wake up every morning and imagine you're living a new life. Imagine your old self had died last night and your worries and regrets died with them. And this morning is the first day of the rest of your life. Then tell yourself, if I take care of today, tomorrow will take care of itself. In the book, Dale Carnegie says, the best possible way to prepare for tomorrow is to concentrate with all your intelligence all your enthusiasm on doing today's work superbly today. That is the only possible way you can prepare for the future. During World War II, U.S. Navy Admiral Ernest King famously said, I have supplied the best men with the best equipment we have and have given them what seems to be the wisest mission. That is all I can do. 
The Admiral slept soundly every night because he knew he did everything in his power that day to make tomorrow successful. So if you want to stop worrying and start living, eliminate 90% of your worry by writing down your worry in precise detail and then writing at least three courses of action you can take. Then make a decision and take action. Eliminate any remaining worry by accepting the worst and asking yourself, how can I improve upon the worst? Then to prevent any new worries from creeping back into your life, practice living in day-tight compartments by imagining each day is a new life and telling yourself, if I do my best to take care of today, tomorrow will take care of itself. That was the core message that I gathered from How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. The methods in this book are surprisingly powerful especially since it was written over 70 years ago. If you would like a one-page PDF summary of insights that I gathered from this book, just click the link below and I'd be happy to email it to you. If you already subscribed to the free Productivity Game email newsletter, this PDF is sitting in your inbox. If you like this video, please share it. And as always, thanks for watching and have yourself a productive week.